What's up, everybody? Austin Nelson here with the Second and Victory Podcast. On this episode, we are going to recap the first two games of the preseason. Uh, we've been out a couple weeks, um, so we're going to kind of talk about what we've seen the first two weeks. Um, and piggybacking off that, who needs to step up um, and come with it the next two games to kind of make their way on the roster um, or um, maybe not make the roster, kind of these bubble guys that we've been watching. Um, who – what is your favorite Titans uniform combo? Um, I don't think we've ever talked about this um, recording, so we're going to kind of dive into that. Um, what uniform you like to see the Titans wear on Sundays? Should Derrick Henry play in the preseason? Uh, he's been battling that calf injury. So do you want to see Derrick Henry play? We'll talk about that. And then um, the Titans mantra this season is going from good to great. And so we're going to talk about a couple guys on the offensive side of the ball this, this uh, episode who – Need to go from good to great. Uh, some guys that need to take off for this Titans offense to excel and uh, put up some points and yards uh, this uh, season. And then finally, our non-sports question is your favorite song or songs to get hyped to before a Titans game or anything like that while you're tailgating or whatnot. So um, hope you guys enjoy it. To another episode of the Second Victory Podcast, Austin Nelson here with my guys Brett and Chris. What is going on, fellas? Glad to see y'all. Glad to be talking to you guys. How's life? Let's do this thing. Let's get it. It's been good. It's been good. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be talking tights with you guys. Before we get started, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Uh, we appreciate the follows. We are almost to three thousand. I think we're going to kind of do a giveaway um here soon to kind of bump up those followers and um get you guys involved so we appreciate the follows again at second and victory make sure you listen to the podcast on spotify or apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast it's just a second and victory podcast so um make sure you follow subscribe rate, leave some feedback whatever you guys want to do we'd appreciate it but uh let's get to it so um you know we haven't been on here in a few weeks um, but we've watched two Titans games since then. Well, actually, I've watched one. I was in Vegas this last last weekend, guys, and I didn't get a second of the Titans game. I'm kind of annoyed about that. Uh, I walked into the sports the sports book, and I asked the lady, said, hey, can you change one of these TVs for me? And she said, to what channel? And I said, I'm, so I'm looking for the Titans and Patriots game. She goes, well, because it's preseason, we don't get out-of-market games yet. I'm like, are you kidding me? Dang, bro. I mean, I was, I had to, we, we changed, we got done with the pool. We were all drinking and going back down here to the casino and to the sports book to, to watch the game. We get down there and we're like, well, shit, what do we do now? So I was just checking Twitter and whatnot throughout the kind of the first half. But um, you guys kind of watched more than I did this last game. What, you know, what did you guys see? What stuck out to you yeah. most besides, you know, Delaney Walker coming back with the touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fact that McNichols was out there earlier than I expected him to be. Um, obviously, Derek Henry's not playing, so I know that's going to get him out there even earlier. But the fact that McNichols was out there earlier, didn't see Flu at all, kind of makes me wonder what's going to happen there with that three spot. I know Flu's been on the roster for a while, and they like him, so maybe that's why that they're not making him play, though, either. But the fact that McNichols was out there as early and as much was something that was pretty interesting to me. You know, I agree with that. I think uh, I think McNichols has shown a lot, too. I mean, it, it seems like he's kind of, uh, you know, covering the gamut of what you expect out of, a run, uh, out of a third running back out there. And 
listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm I'm not a big flu guy. I know we have a lot of them. Uh, he's he's a very likable guy, but as a player, you know, I don't think that he's irreplaceable. Um, and I think McNichols has shown that he should probably get that shot. I kind of agree, Chris. Um, as much as, you know, Flew's been a fan favorite over the last couple of seasons, I, he hasn't shown much since the injury, obviously. He hasn't played. Has he played this preseason? Am I missing something? No, he hasn't played. Um, yeah, I didn't think so. So, um, I, I just don't see him coming back. And if he does, he just must have a really good relationship with John Robinson uh, for him to stick around another year. But yeah, correct. And I think McNichols is kind of playing his way. He wants to play his way onto the roster. Um, it's kind of our next topic we'll hit in, in a minute. But um, I loved what Khalif Raymond did that first game in Philly. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot of from him this last game. It wasn't a whole lot from anybody this last game from looking at the box score. So um, I would love, again, to see him make that, that final wide receiver spot. Um, I think he can bring a lot of diversity to the – the receiving position and it's even special teams if that was what he was uh, given to do. So um, I would like to see some more from him. But uh, all in all, I mean, I think we looked awful the first two games. Um, a lot of stuff you can obviously clean up. I think they, they would cut down on the penalties from week one to week two. So that was nice. You know, I also noticed that, uh, Brett, I don't know if you saw this, but in that second game against the Patriots, it seemed like uh, Darius Jennings was pretty high in the, mm -hmm. the wide receiver rotation. I know he was ahead of Taewon, and I believe he was also ahead of Tajay um, being out there on the field for that game. Granted, it's preseason. They could have just been testing some things out and, and getting a good look at DJ, but I kind of found that interesting that he was out there so early on in the game too. I, I noticed that when I was sitting there at the game, and then it kind of hit me too that like we got into the third quarter and I was sitting there and I was just looking across the field and I was like, you know, I think this is maybe the first time that Taewon has been in all game long. And like you said, it's preseason. We speculate and do all that stuff. But the fact that Taewon, who's been a starter for the first years in the league, didn't even get in until the first – didn't even get his first appearance until the third quarter is something that's not necessarily concerning, but definitely I think something to watch. I know the third preseason game is really when the starters play. So I think we'll get a lot more then. But definitely, like you said, something to look at along with Darius Jennings as well. And I think, too, just from the week Taewon had in Philly, just an awful game all around for him. Um, he bounced back with just two catches, I mean, on five targets, but um, targets aren't everything. Um, and he uses chest to catch this time either. So Exactly. I mean, I just think he, he's going to have to learn more often. I mean, it's all about catching with your hands. You see all the great wide receivers catch with their hands. If you watch – Odell Beckham highlights. I mean, the first thing you notice are his strong hands just waiting on the ball to, to fall in his hand. So that's just something I think he needs to work on. Um, he definitely has the 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 jump, the the quickness, the elusiveness to, to catch you know the ball wherever he wants, but he's got to catch it with his hands, not his body. Um, that's been his knock um, the past couple seasons. So um, other than that, though, um, I just like I said, I thought I thought that they looked, you know, just like a, a preseason team. Not, nothing much going on. I think Marcus obviously played better um, that second drive, I believe, than the first drive that the touchdown drive they had. Third drive, third, um, yeah, third, third, third drive, yeah. Like I said, I, I didn't watch much. Um, I, will, I will say though, from watching the Philly game on TV, 
because I obviously I wasn't there, but being at the game at Nissan, I do like the the, the fluidness of the offense, if, if that if that makes sense. The way the things are kind of running together now, the first two drives this past week obviously weren't good, both three and outs. But the way the third drive ran, converted a couple third downs, and then Tannehill's first drive which also went right back down the field and scored on. And then the way the offense looked the first week, I mean, we even saw Woodside ball out the first week. So the way the fluidness of the offense has gone so far, I've liked that. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's important to note that um, what we saw on that third drive was everybody doing their job. Those first two drives, you know, we had, you know, one player kind of messing up the whole play, um, specifically that Roger Saffold. He just got blown up. It it threw off that entire play. Um, So by the third drive, we really saw everybody, you know, just just doing what they're supposed to do and the offense started clicking. And I think that's – if, you know, if Art keeps instilling that thought in all these guys, I think our offense will be fine. I'm piggybacking off what you said, Brett, which it's a very good point, um, kind of the, the fluidness of the, the offense and kind of what's – you know, what, you, what we've been seeing out there. Um, our buddy Justin Graver at Titans Film Room on Twitter put out a tweet just a little bit ago, um, and he broke down the play calling. Uh, through the first two preseason games. And the Titans have ran 51 pass calls to 26 run calls through the first two games. With with This is with Mariota and, and Tannehill on the field. So um, he excluded Woodside from this. Um, but all in all, you can tell they've, they've passed the ball a lot more, um, even play action um, on here. That's what well. the Titans have to do. Absolutely. Um, and I, th- I mean, you have more weapons, though. We've talked about this, you know, since – the the beginning of training camps is the end of the, the the free agency. You know, after after the draft, get AJ Brown. You know, they have the weapons now. A healthy Delaney Walker. You have Humphreys. You're gonna have Tajay and Corey and Taewon. I mean, this is the best set of receivers that Marcus has ever had. And guys, we could even argue since the McCarron days, the Drew Bennett days, the Derek Mason. I mean, this is the best set of receivers the Titans have had in a long, long time. So if you have them use them. And I think Arthur Smith is going to do that a lot this season. Yeah. And I've seen several guys on, I think PK and Buck and a few other uh, of the Titans media guys have pointed out that this is the first time in God knows how long that the unofficial depth chart actually lists three starting receivers. Right. Um, It's always been two receivers, two tight ends. So to actually see that, um, I I think that really showcases the the depth and and talent we have at wide out. PK even mentioned the other day, he was talking about, like you said, Chris, about um, having three wide receivers listed as starters. In one of Wisenhunt's years, PK said if he was correct, we only we only even kept four receivers and had six tight ends, which is totally different than what you're going to see now. So, you know, through, through two games, I mean, is there a guy or a couple players, name one or two guys that have you seen that have – played their way onto the roster, maybe, you know, a guy you thought would be on the roster that has not made the impact that you thought. And what I'm getting at, though, is, you know, we have two more games left. Who, are, who like I said, who's a guy or two that you think that needs to play well to make his way on the roster? I'll start real quick. Um, I fell in love, you know, the first two games, even, you know, just when practicing and seeing uh, the media out there, Isaiah Mack. I would love to see mm-hmm. him on the roster. Uh, that's my guy I'm pulling for right now. And it kind of has to do with as well, you know, we're, we're so thin on that D-line. 
Um, he would help tremendously by making the team and making an impact as a rookie. Um, not sure if he'll get a whole lot of playing time, but if somebody went down, he'd be right there to kind of step in and, and, and work his way into rotation and, and just put some games under his belt. Um, so I would love to watch Isaiah Mack win his way on the roster. So that's my guy I'm, I'm rooting for. Um, I, I think i got to stick to what I said earlier, and that's McNichols. Uh, I know McNichols had a great start to the preseason so far, and, and that's really good to see. But like y'all said earlier, the, the relationship that Flu has with this team is something that no, I guess we don't necessarily know about. They like him a lot. And I, I'm not um, disagreeing with them either because I don't have anything against Flu. I think he's been a solid special teams player and an okay third back. But I think for McNichols to make the team, he's got to have a solid – third and fourth game like he did against Philly and against the Patriots in games one and two. Yeah, I agree with that, Brett. Um, you know, I don't necessarily have one player on the on the defensive side, but, man, I'm so worried about death at, at outside linebacker. Um, I don't feel like Correa has really shown that much this preseason. Um, obviously, we really haven't seen Cam wait other than in some practice, but Finch, I think Finch is going to be beast. But that fifth outside linebacker spot, we really need somebody to step up and just steal that, um, whether it's Derek Robertson or, um, you know, one of those other guys like Latroy Lewis or or one of those. We need somebody to just step up and take it and uh, show that we can have a little bit of depth at, depth at outside linebacker. I like that. That's a good spot too. And, I, I, mean, I yeah, I think we, we all had – I mean, I think those are three of the, the biggest question marks right now on the roster. Um, I mean, Nichols, you know, will the Titans keep three quarterbacks for the first time in, you know, a while? Um, the next two games will be interesting for sure. It'll be fun to watch um, how it breaks down. So, um, so something else I want to talk about. Will, you know, we have not seen Derrick Henry since, you know, day one of, of training camp. Goes down with that weird calf injury. Um, and now he's working his way back. I know he came back to practice this week. Um, so that's a good sign, kind of working his way back in. But I want y'all's take on it. Um, do you think Derrick Henry should play in the preseason? First of all, I just want to say that I was at practice on Wednesday, uh, the Titans joint practice. And he was just kind of running drills and, and doing the sand pit and stuff. That dude was working harder than anybody else out there, um, even when he's not actually – part of practice he's still just killing it um but i don't think that he should play i mean we we kind of know what we have with Derek. um i trust that uh variables you know maintain you know making sure that that injury is where it's where it needs to be for him to play but um i th i think we you know just kind of keep keep practicing hard keep training make sure he's ready for week one i don't I don't think he has to play, but would I like to see him play a little bit? Yeah, and that's just that's. But the, for me, that's just to get him back into the swing of things. Like we haven't we haven't seen him rush uh, in an actual game since the last game against Indianapolis last year. So for me, if well, he's you know, hurt, Brett, you don't think just some practice, some some live on eleven on eleven action and practice wouldn't do the job for him? I mean, I think it would, but I just, I just, I would just like to see him in a game. And that's just me. I don't think he. I don't think the Titans should force him into. That's just a personal thing that I would just like to see him. And nothing big either. Just like, and not even this week against Pittsburgh. Let him play week four. Let him rush for like one or two series. Give him three or four carries, four or five carries, and then you can get him out if you want to. 
But I'm not saying force the issue because if he's hurt, don't play him. I just want to see him get just a little bit of time just to go ahead and get comfortable again. I'm going to go with Chris here. Um, I don't need to see Derek Henry. We know who he is. We know what he can do. Um, yes, it's a it's a, a a calf tweak. It's not he's not coming back from an ACL or anything like that. Um, I, I don't think there's a reason to play him. Um, would it be nice just to see him out there for a series or two if he was healthy? Of course, you want to see Derrick Henry play. But again, I would. I mean, we're in the teen days away now from Week One in Cleveland. Uh, make sure he is good to go, one hundred percent healthy for that game. Now, people are going to argue and have that the other, you know, side of it saying, well, he had played all preseason. He's going to he's going to look bad in, in, in Cleveland. He's not going to play great. Um, yada yada yada. Oh well, I mean, nobody's going to look great week one. Um, you know, you're the first regular season game. Everybody's going to have jitters, nervous. It's it's part of the NFL. You will watch Derek work his way in all season long. Now people are still. I, I'm getting sick of the whole December Derek thing. He's not going to be that way all season long. That's impossible. He had a godly month uh, in December. Um, I don't see that happening again all season long for for 16 games. But can he be that guy consistently 100 yards every other week, every two weeks? I would love that. That'd be great. But I don't need to see him in the preseason. I just think it'd be a waste of time. Let him get fully healthy. My my thing is, like, if if somebody came up to me, and I I guess I kind of went around your question, Austin. I didn't mean to. But, like, if somebody came up to me and it was like, kind of like what you said, do you have to see Derrick Henry play this this preseason? My, My initial reaction would be, no, like what you guys said. But in the, if they followed it, would you like to see him play? My answer would be yes. Just then, That's, again, just for him just getting back into the swing of things a little bit. So I guess for me it's a, it's a kind of a two-part answer. Like, do, does he have to play? No, but would I like to see him? Yes. I agree. I agree with that. Um, all right, so something we've never talked about on the podcast, but I think it's a good, a good uh, thing just to discuss, something fun. We always enjoy Jim White's britches report every what, Tuesday. It is, I guess, or so. Um, he'll come out with his britches report that he knows what the Titans are wearing for for the next game. Got, I mean, since even when we, we we have the new uniforms, we haven't really discussed. You know, what is your favorite uniform combo? What do you like the most? Is it the navy on navy, navy on white? I mean, what do you guys like? Chris, go first, man. I, I have two tied at the top, and one of them we're wearing this Sunday, so I'm stoked. The all-Navy look, I think, is one of the cleanest looks in all of the NFL. I also really like the all-white look, too. I mean, dude, the the white jersey, white pants, Navy helmet, it's so sick. The, the white on white's one of my favorite things, too, especially when we, ran, when we ran out of the tunnel against Dallas last year and seeing the way that looked on the field was really cool to me. And then the other one that I like, uh, I, I kind of like – the navy light blue pants that we wore against the Patriots. It's just something that that kind of goes well to me. So I'm I'm with Chris. I got two. It's the navy light blue and then the all whites. It's hard to say the whole the baby blue look with this with this set of uniforms um, because we've only seen it like twice because um, they didn't want to wear it anymore because the, the numbers are way too thin. I would like to see those jerseys you know two or three more times this season to kind of get my full opinion on it. So I think right now my favorite. And you guys might disagree with me, but I love the navy on baby blue like we just saw um, against the Patriots. I just think the baby blue pants are a great look no matter what. Um, I, I, I love 
when they wore the white on baby blue in New York against the Giants. I thought that was a good look. But I think my second favorite uniform combo is the white on white, the whole quote unquote stormtrooper look. Yeah. So that uh that's definitely one of my go-tos as well. But the day the NFL lets the Titans wear the Oilers uniforms again, it's gonna be number one. Ooh. It's, it's gonna make so many Texans fans mad. Guys, we it's it's coming. I know it, it's gonna come one of these days. Next year, the year after. I, I it, it we've waited way too long. I don't understand why or how the Titans don't have the Oilers uniforms or haven't worn them since what 09. That's ridiculous in itself. But I just want like the original like worn moon throwback uniform. I know it's not gonna happen, but I'm secretly hoping that the NFL is gonna pull a big surprise on us and actually have teams wear wear those throwbacks for the hundred. Why didn't they? That's a great idea. Great idea. Mickey Ryan always talked about um, those Thursday night games instead of having the color rush doing like the throwback uniforms for those Thursday night games, which I think yeah, is the throwback, throwback Thursday makes so much exactly. sense. <laughs> but NFL is not, you know, that cool. They're trying to save every every dollar they can. But uh, all right, so this is the last the last you know Titans related subject we'll hit on. Um. So the whole mantra of the season for the Titans is go from good to great, and how can they be better and improve from going nine and seven the past three seasons to improve off of that? Um, the roster's there. This is the best roster the Titans have had in a very, very long time. You know, ten plus years. So they can definitely do it. Um, but there's a couple guys on the offensive side of the ball specifically uh, that need to produce more and. Um, be the guy that we know they can be. Um, I'll start. We all know, and we'll just kind of we'll, – I'll, I'll say this, PSA, Marcus is the answer for everybody. We know that, so we don't have to say Marcus is the guy that the Titans need to go from good to great. We all understand that. But some other guys I think, and I'll, I'll start with number one, is 84, Corey Davis. Um, he was the guy I wanted when the Titans were picking at five. Um, I thought the Titans needed a number one wide receiver, and I thought he was the best in the draft. Um, to be picked fifth, you are in the you know elite category among wide receivers, and we have not seen that from Corey Davis yet. So in year three, he has had flashes of being great. He has had, he has had flashes of being elite. This is the year where he takes it to the next level, I think. Uh, he'll be a household name um, by the end of the year, hopefully making a Pro Bowl roster. That would be insane if he could do that. But it's time the Titans have another 1,000-yard receiver, uh, and Corey Davis is that guy. So I'm going to say Corey. Uh, is my guy that the Titans need to go from good to great. Uh, number two for me would be the running backs. Um, I think the Titans need another big year from Derrick Henry, um, but a big year from Deion Lewis. Uh, Deion would have flashes of being great. Uh, he had a, a nice touchdown in Dallas you know, from the top of my head. I know that because I was there. But I just think the Titans need Deion Lewis to be better than what he has been. Um, that scat back, the pass-catching guy that he was in New England, um, I think Dion needs to produce more and, and step it up. Um, if, if, if Derek, you know, goes down again or um, isn't producing, Dion's there to, you know, put in, you know, 75, 80, 80 yards a game. So I would like to see Dion uh, be better this season. And lastly, um, kind of a curveball at y'all, Arthur Smith is my number three. Uh-huh. I think Arthur um, – he has worked his ass off to get to this position he's in now. Um, show us what you got now. 
Uh, he is, he's been with Marcus, been with this team um, since 2011. This is Marcus' rookie, rookie year as well. I would love to see Arthur um, dip in the playbook and do things that fit into Marcus's game and make Marcus comfortable um, to put up the, the numbers uh, that we need to score some points and, and, and whatnot. So Arthur Smith is, is my guy that I think the Titans need on offense to go from good to great this season. That's great. That's a great list. You know, before I go into my list, I just want to say I feel like Deion Lewis is the forgotten man on this offense. I have a buddy who follows the Titans pretty closely, and I, I mentioned something about Deion the other day, and he was like, wait, Deion's still on the team? So I think people have genuinely forgot about Deion, and I, th- I think he could be a key part of this offense. Um, you know, for me, I think everything starts, you know, in, in the trenches. Um, so I think if, if Ben Jones goes from good to great, you know, he, he is the anchor, uh, of that offensive line. And, you know, we, we need everything to kind of just flow through the center right there and with good handoffs and good blocking, you know, I think it, I think he could be a key, key contributor to, to kind of pushing us to that next level. Um, and also on the line, Jack Conklin, um, obviously, you know, last year was a pretty rough year for him and, uh, if we can get Jack back to that all pro level that he was at his rookie year, um, you know, the, the right side of that line is set, no matter who's at right guard. Uh, I think if Jack's good enough, the right guard, uh, the, their right guard position will take care of itself. And then for me, my third guy um, is Johnu. I like that. You know, we, we got Delaney, um, but we don't really know what we have in Delaney coming off that injury. He's, I think 35 years old. Um, hopefully, you know, an, an 80% Delaney Walker is better than most tight ends in the NFL. But, you know, we, we need to really showcase that John is the guy moving forward uh, because when Delaney is gone, we, we need somebody to step into that starter role and and be the, the missing piece there. So um, John o would be my third guy. My first guy would be whoever is playing the right guard position. I know you talked about Chris Conklin would kind of take care of that, but I still would want to see somebody just step up and say, you know what, this is going to be my position, whether it be Panfield or Douglas or Levin or anything like that. Somebody's got to step up and secure that position because it kind of got beat up again this past week. And I know it's preseason again, but I still need to see somebody step up and, and take over that right guard position. My second one, I'm going to go with you, Austin. You kind of hit it about about Corey Davis. And I think part of Corey Davis um, stepping up has to do with Marcus stepping up as well because sometimes a receiver can only go as far as a quarterback. But I also think that a receiver can help elevate a quarterback. And we know that Corey is strong and he can go up the ladder and get it. And then my third one would probably be Roger Saffold. And I don't necessarily think that he has to step up, but we need him there as that kind of anchor while Taylor LeJuan's out for those four games, we know what Dennis Kelly can provide, but we need somebody to help keep strong on the left side of the offensive line. I like that. When the Titans brought Saffold here to, to be that guy and, and uh, lock down that left side while, you know, with, with Taylor. So that's a good choice. I like that a lot. Um, all right. So to our nine sports question this week, uh, Chris and I, I think, I mean, Brett, you probably are too, but Chris and I are huge, you know, hip hop rap guys. Yeah. Um, so we love rap music and that kind of thing. Diehard Drake fans. Um, so, you know, what is one song that gets you hype on a game day 
it doesn't have to be rap or hip hop. It can be anything, honestly. I don't care what it is. Um, but what is one song, maybe a couple songs, an artist that, you know, when you just play it, you are, you're juiced, you're ready to go. You're ready to hit somebody. Um, Brett, who's the, what's that song for you? First one that always pops in my head is right above it by Lil Wayne. I like that. I mean, ever, ever since it came out and even, even when I play it on my phone or if I'm not, if I'm just hitting shuffle and that song comes up, bro, I can't skip it. So right above it's definitely up there. It's a classic. I like that. So I, I have this song that I play pretty much like every game day, but even some days when I wake up and just not feeling myself um, and just need to get pumped up for work, this is the song that I listen to. It gained a lot of popularity a couple years ago with the Eagles run, uh, so I don't want to give them any credit oh, or anything. Oh, no. but my, boy, my boy Meat Mill, man, <laughs> Dreams and Nightmares. That song is one of the most hype songs that has ever come out in hip hop. Absolutely. That's a great one. Um, damn, that's a good one, Chris. And I have okay. an honorable mention to there's a newer song out, and we've used it on a video clip that we put out on Twitter. But there's a song called Down Bad by Dreamville, which is J. Cole's label. And there's a line in it about tightening up. And so, I, you know, that, that's got some game day play for me this season for sure to go into all right so i'm gonna go I mean, it's kind of an older song this came out in 2015 um but it's asap ferg featuring future uh new level um anytime i hear that whatever i'm doing I mean, if i'm at the gym i'm in the car at a game on the way to the game or something if i hear that watch out because I'm, I'm gonna start jumping i'm gonna hit somebody dude i'm ready to i'm, I'm juiced when that song comes on so um that's yeah, a good future's good for some hype music. That's absolutely. For sure. I mean, you can I'll, I'll hit future at the gym and just let it ride and on a playlist and just in this vibe to that. Um, yo, God, he's good. You know, some songs by Drake can get you hyped too, but um, that like, I can throw on some Ray Strom or some Kodak too, and that'll get me going as well. Like that, you we can name we can go on all day about this, you know, and, yeah. and name anybody, but um, those are solid, solid answers. Also, I'm going to throw out one more, guys. Sorry. Um, there's another rapper named Mike Floss. He's a Nashville guy. Killing it, dude. But he's got a song called Holy Ghost that's pretty hype, too. So that's in my that's in my game day rotation for sure. Again, the, the Nashville. I like it. Uh, I have not heard of that yet. So I have to give that one a, a, a listen for sure. But, guys, solid podcast, solid episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it half as much as we enjoyed talking about it. So, um, again, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory um, and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you get podcasts, the Second and Victory podcast. Rate us, subscribe. We'd appreciate it. Um, other than that, um, two more games for the Titans. Uh, we'll wrap it up, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.